Welcome back to the Rebuttal Podcast, where we break down case law, calamity, and chaos in the legal field. My name is Reb Maisel. I am once again your host, as I always will be. And today, we are absolutely breaking down the calamity, the chaos, the law that derives from cases, but also statute. There's also another thing um, that they don't really teach us in law school that's for sure about the law, right? You can also get law that we like to call um, the streets, right? Laws from the streets, the unwritten rules that we abide by to keep the streets code of procedure in check, right? Because it's not so much a written down situation, okay? Not everyone can be a founding father with enough money for a quill and some ink, okay? And a slaver 700. Instead, we have word of mouth. We have social cues. We have common, what's that? Sense. Okay, say it with me, class. FAFO, the organization of fuck around and find out. Okay, I really hope one day to visit headquarters HQ because FAFO is a fuck around and find out entity structure societal system that I do believe gives us justice gives us the peace, the liberty, the joy that we deserve. And as a lawyer, as a lawyer, I am not going to say ever on the record that assault battery are right. Breaking the law, of course, is not correct. I am not encouraging any of you to do so. Yep, there you have it. It's on the record. Of course, I wouldn't. But all I'm going to say is that um, if you would like to see FAFO in action before your very eyeballs, before your very eyes, in a location, in a harbor, perhaps, where slave ships used to enter in Montgomery, Alabama, and where slave families used to be separated before, oh, I don't know, a lifetime of slavery in this country of ours. If you would like to see FAFO uh, absolutely at its best, at its peak, I would say, right? That organization running, running like the fucking Navy. Just Google, or better yet, go on Twitter, go on TikTok and type in the Montgomery Brawl. I like to call it the Montgomery Tea Party. That is not my bit. I stole it from everyone making jokes online that I cackled with until 2 a.m. last night. FAFO, everybody. Support our troops. Moving on. This episode, though, is not going to cover the Montgomery brawl, okay? It's not. It's like it's like covering, oh, I don't know, like Beyonce concert, Taylor Swift concert. It's kind of just like, okay, yeah, like it happened. What an event. I wish I could have been there, right? Wish I could have bought ticks. I love your videos. I love to see them, right? Like, absolutely upload it. Let me see. Let me see my favorite. I want to pick out my favorite moment, favorite song, my favorite character, for sure, right? But not so much something that you want to hear someone speak about with no visuals for for an hour. No, no, no. Okay? I um, am going to be breaking down... Something that I have been wanting to talk about for a while, only because when I learned about it initially as a little lad, as a almost lawyer myself, I was like, is this serious? Like, is this so fucking for real? And everyone said, yeah. And I said, word. So today's episode, we are in for a treat. We are in for a dollop of joy. Okay. Because for once, for fucking once, we get our lick back. We get a W in the grand scheme 
of things. We get a defendant on the W side of the motherfucking fence. Thank you. I know it's been a while since that's happened. I don't think we've even had a case where that was the ultimate conclusion. But I am happy to bring it to you now in this scenario, for sure, absolutely. And not because, right? You're probably thinking, why would you root for a defendant? Isn't there a crime involved? Just you wait, okay? Everyone keeps, look, crimes are victimless for sure. I'll say it on the record. There's no, there's no such thing as a victimless, victimless crime. Yes, there fucking is. Yes, there fucking is. Okay. Sometimes crimes are funny. Illegal for sure. Not good to do for sure. Sometimes they are a cackle. Sometimes they're a giggle. And sometimes too, they are, como se dice, a little cartoonish. Like this it's giving Tom and Jerry and a lot of things in case law is giving, it's always giving Tom and Jerry, right? Looney Tunes, Looney Tunery, as I like to say. Today, we are going to break down, untangle, unwind, absolutely comb through, constrict, hug, grapple with the concept, the legal principle, the crime, the felony of burglary. Have you ever asked yourself at any point when you were in a CVS, right, thinking, "Wow, this this bottle of lotion is 12.59 and it is going to last me maybe 2 weeks. I have a sunburn." You're thinking, "Look, I'm at a chain, right? I'm not at a local pharmacy. They can really they can eat the numbers. Like they're going to it's going to be they're going to be fine. I can just take it." Have you ever, those thoughts ever run through your head, right? And and while those thoughts were happening, did you ever think as well, in addition to, you know, the shoplifting, fun term that we all know about that is illegal, did you ever think, is this, is this like burglary? Is this burglary? Is this robbery? Right? Why did you probably not think about those first? Why do you think that is? You probably thought about robbery first before you thought about burglary. Probably in the grand cascading waterfall of things, if you were really sitting there staring at this dumb overpriced bottle of lotion, Kalotion, you were probably thinking shoplift. And then if you sat there long enough, really stretched your brain cells, like you were really on a guilt trip, you were really self-searching, soul-searching, okay, in that aisle 11 on a weird carpet. You probably would have thought robbery, like robbing a store. Okay. And then after that, maybe, maybe, maybe burglary, the term burglary would have crossed your mind, but like double, double, double. There is probably a reason for that. And that's because if you can imagine, y'all are smart people. I assume everyone who listens to me and clicks this episode is brilliant, of course. You know that there are legal important distinctions. The three main terms that are different and legally significant, okay, are larceny, robbery, and burglary. Those are the three terms that we're going to dissect really quick for purposes of this case, for you guys to kill it. Because what in the actual frick frack paddywhack is burglary? Can you tell me? If you can, amazing. How is your law school class? How is your day at work? As a practicing attorney, love you so much. Burglary is defined as the nighttime breaking and entering of a dwelling house with the intent to commit a felony therein. If you really think about that, that is a lot of elements, don't you think? I agree. You need a breaking, you need an entering, you need a dwelling house, you need intent, and you need intent to commit a felony where they're in. It's a lot, right? It's a lot. And it's a lot more than people would think. 
Because most people think burglary is just like, oh, you break into a fucking house and you steal shit. I mean, period. Amazing job. But the thing about burglary that is going to be importante is that all of the elements, okay, typically do right happen with the classic burglary of like, you know, you break a window and you crawl through and you grab someone's dining set and you bounce. That's burglary for sure. I could say it's burglary probably in most states, okay? But the general old rule of burglary required that it be at nighttime, which is hilarious to me. I'm like, who, hi, who, whomst says that it's nighttime? Like, who the fuck, like, what if it's a twilight moment? What if it's breaking dawn? Not the twilight movie, right? Who's, who decides that? And they were like, oh, damn, you're so right. And back in like the 1800s, okay, in the 1800s, they were like, um, nighttime is going to basically be any time you can no longer make out the face of your intruder. That's nighttime. That's nighttime. And immediately as the lawyer that I am, I'm thinking, okay, so turn on a light. Like what? Like so burgle in the bright time, like burgle with a strobe, like burgle with a fucking floodlight over your fucking forehead and be like, hi, it's me. Like you're kidding. Okay. But it used to be just a nighttime moment, a nighttime thing. The moment that it was, it was breaking dawn, it was daytime. Okay. It was a daytime. It was a sunset, right? Golden hour. That would have simply probably just been larceny or maybe robbery of someone's home. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. So no longer as you can imagine, the nighttime element is required. Okay, you can indeed burgle someone at noon. Shocking. I know. Please, if you're listening to this, like prior to a B&E, um, consider a few things. That's all I'll say. That's all I will say. Okay, but if it's daytime, you're not, you're not cleared. You are not cleared for takeoff. FYI. It's a dwelling house then. What is the dwelling home? What is the de- dwelling situation? Traditionally, okay, and in some states still, a dwelling home is still where the intimate activities of the dweller take place, quote unquote. So like a detached shed far away from a home on like property, if you broke into that, would would very much be questionable based on the law of whether or not breaking into that shed is counts as the, the dwelling home. Because that's not really intimate activities are taking place. Does that make sense? You understand why there's a distinction? Amazing. But like dwelling house, okay, is literally what you think it is. Where people are fucking living. So dwelling home can be a fucking mobile home. Dwelling home can be a motel room. Dwelling dwelling home can be your vacation house. Dwelling home in California, I know for a fact, can also be a place that has been abandoned because of a natural disaster. Okay? So like a fire, a flood, earthquake. If you go into that place and claim like, oh, well, no one's living here anymore, right? Dwellers are not here anymore. Still counts as a burglary in California if you, right, satisfy all the other elements because um, it was only vacated because of a disaster. But, okay, if you have a, a, a what was previously a dwelling home but is now not because no one's living there. For example, if you like sold your fucking house and it's not yours anymore, but they haven't moved in yet. Okay, so it's just an empty house for now for like a week and you decide to go back in there for old time's sake. Okay, maybe carve your initials into the fucking cabinet and and the police are like, wee woo. Technically, not a burglary because it's not a dwelling house yet. It's in this in between because it's not where intimate activities are taking place yet. Does that make sense? Okay, cool. Nighttime no longer a requirement in literally all 50 states. Uh, but there is a breaking and entering element. What does breaking mean? Okay, because we all think of like a B and E, right? A breaking and entering, a B and E, a bacon and egg. Breaking is defined as use of any force whatsoever, any force whatsoever, which can be constructive, meaning like not literally physical. So for example, I walked up and I was like, I will literally kill your cat unless you let me in and they let me in. That counts as a breaking. You're probably thinking, what? Yeah, not physical force, but I'm using force. Threat is a force, right? I had to do some shit. I had to do something, okay? And force can count as your fucking threat and voice, okay? What is breaking though? Like, what are you breaking? What are you cracking like a glow stick in half? You are breaking the 
plane, the airspace, okay? Any airspace of any portion of the dwelling home, okay? So when you break, okay, when you use of any force, so for example, a breaking would be like a window that's already open, but you creak it open just this much more to sneak through, breaking, because you're breaking the plane, okay? Even if you're not literally breaking the fucking window, you don't have to break shit. Shit can be kosher. You can twist an unlocked fucking doorknob and waltz fucking through. You can literally like do literally, literally anything, literally any force, force, like any force, like boop, little boop. If you're in a state where breaking is still required, okay, which is like not a lot of them, okay, anymore, because as you can imagine, right, skinny bitches could squeeze through that fucking window for sure. Squeeze through that already open window, okay? For sure, that's an entry, right? You're breaking the airspace of the dwelling home for sure the moment you're crossing that window. But then they'll claim, well, I didn't break shit. I didn't break a goddamn thing. Why? Why? Because everything I took was just out in the open on a surface. And then I squeeze my skinny ass right back out. That, that, what I just described, right, of them not breaking, quote unquote, anything, using any force to get in, that would not be considered a burglary. It doesn't mean that it's not, right? You're probably thinking, well, okay, think, okay, use your noggin, right? Theft, larceny, potentially robbery if, if someone's home and they like take it from the person, right? Like, like those things are still at play. The reason why the distinctions are important between like burglary and then I'm going to explain what larceny is, okay, the difference between those and robbery. The reason why these are these are important, obviously, is because the penalties for these crimes, okay, based on how different they are, are going to be different, okay? Your common petty theft, petty being like usually under $950, grand, right? Like grand larceny, grand grand theft, that shit, over $950. Are you seeing? Are you catching my drift? Lesser consequences if it's something lesser, right? Of course, we know this. All of you know it from like first degree murder, second degree murder, you know all that shit, okay? Manslaughter, you know that shit, okay? We have those types of degrees for fucking everything, duh, okay? For most shit. The importance of burglary is not so much in the Oh, the breaking and the entering and the da, da, da okay? The importance and the reason why everyone has to split these fucking hairs is the felony part, okay? Burglary, again, is the breaking and entering of a dwelling house with the intent to commit a felony therein. Examples of felonies, just examples, they change everywhere, okay? But these are like the main head honchos, okay? These are the ones that you can definitely bet your bottom goddamn dollar on that they're going to be felonies, okay? Burglary, robbery, assault, or battery sometimes, okay? If you, right, like, like aggravated, aggravated with a weapon, okay? Rape, kidnapping, arson, a lot of high-level drug trafficking crimes, okay? Like sale, sale of that, illegal drugs, carjacking, bombing, murder, some DUIs, some embezzlements, okay? You get the gist. Felonies, felonious. So if you have the intent to commit any of those felonies, including a whole lot of others that are on the list, if you have the intent at the time that you enter a home and you have that intent to do it inside the home, you're like, yo, this is my fucking spot. This is my location. I'm squatting here. It's a burgle. It's a burglary. And you don't even have to be fucking successful in the felony that you want to commit. Like you can have an attempted kidnapping and be charged with burglary. Like you could walk, you could literally walk into someone's house and be like, I'm going to steal that. I'm going to steal her. I'm going to steal that woman. She's so stunning. And she's like, no, you're not. And you're like, damn, period. It can literally be like the most nonviolent standoff. Like it can literally just be like her being like, get the fuck out. And you're like, damn, okay. But if they can prove that you had the intent at the time you were you were entering to kidnap her inside, even though you fucked it, even though you botched it, right? Like you do everything else in your life. You you moron. Um, yeah, burglary. You burgled that establishment. 10 to 15 years. 
Does this, does this, yes, it's gathering for you. It's making sense. Okay. As to why burglary is so crazy. I could walk into your house unannounced, not invited by opening an unlocked door, walking inside at the moment that I entered, opened that door. I thought to myself, you know what I intend to do at this moment of entry? I intend to commit tax fraud inside. And then I walk in, get on my computer and commit felony tax evasion and then leave. That is by definition a burglary. The issue (laughs) with burgling, with burglary, is that of course, as you can imagine, with the way that burglary has evolved, especially because the intent of burglary is to primarily, in the beginning, was to primarily prosecute people who were breaking into people's homes, dwelling home. The way that it's evolved has been such that states across the nation, across the nation, have so many statutes now to prosecute and criminalize commercial burglary. So like burglarizing like a CVS, for example, right? Even though it's not a dwelling house, okay? Um, But even in those instances, always burgling a home, a dwelling home, is very much a felony. Higher penalty, for sure, because it's inherently dangerous, higher risk. You're probably thinking, what is the felony? Oh my God, really bad crimes. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure, for sure. Basically, there are three types of crimes, okay, that anyone can commit. Me, you or Cindy Lou Who, you can have an infraction, which is like a traffic via, okay? Like no, literally no potential for jail or custody, okay? Any infraction, that's no potential. So like, you're like, well, DUI, yeah, of course, I'm gonna get to that bitch, okay? Give me, can you give me a fucking second? Okay, let me speak. Let me fucking speak. Infraction is where there's literally no potential, there has to be no potential, okay? Some traffic vios can be misdemeanors or can be felonies, like for sure. Some can't, literally can't, okay? Infraction, no chance of custody ever. Misdemeanor of second level can be state or federal. Any potential for jail or custody where that any potential is still less than a year of custody, okay? Even if like the max sentence, sentence is like 364 days, still a misdemeanor, okay? A felony is where you have the potential, even just the chance, to go greater than a year in prison, in custody, okay? Greater than a year sentence, potential. Even if you might be sentenced to six months, you could still be charged with a felony, right? Obviously, or like convicted of a felony. Does this make sense? Amazing. Okay. So you can probably fucking imagine that not every crime is cut and drizzy, cut and dry, as you may say, Okay. Not every crime is going to be is going to be, yep, that's what you committed. So this is what it's gonna, it's gonna be a felony. It's gonna be no. There are so many crimes that we like to call wobblers. Why, you may ask? Okay, I'll tell you. Because the prosecutor has has the discretion, has the option, based on the circumstances, based on the facts, to prosecute it, charge that person, okay, as either a misdemeanor or as a felony depending on the circs, depending on the circumstances. You might, you immediately come into mind, right? Whether you have, right, like, like grand larceny, okay, versus like regular larceny, where the grand part of it is because you like took something very valuable and you moved it and you used a weapon or like aggravated assault, right? Aggravation with like a deadly weapon or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, like you get it, okay? There are ways in which these distinctions are made on the federal and state level, circumstances are important. Robbery, burglary, larceny, what are those? What is that? Who is she? Robbery for sure is like usually a fucking felony, okay? Because robbery is where you are taking property, taking and carrying away property from a person with the intent to permanently deprive them of that property. But you're literally taking it away from that person physically or from the presence of that person with force or threats. Okay. You can imagine, right? You're imagining like grandma with her purse on the street and you're like pulling it away from her robbery. Why? Because you're taking it from her presence or person. Okay. You're using force or threats to like do that. Robbery. Get it? Got it? Good. Amazing. 
What is larceny then? Larceny is the trespassery, which is so, you know, trespassery sounds so like, it's like a cute name, trespassery. What's your name? Trespassery? And go by Tris. It's kind of cute. The trespassery taking and carrying away of the property of another with the intent to permanently deprive the owner. So basically, the difference between larceny and the robbery is the fact that robbery, you're literally like snatching it from a person, right? You're popping it off their person and presence with like force and threats. Okay. Larceny is like, I could walk, like, where I could take your fucking laptop, like, whenever I want when you're at, when you're at work. Like, goodbye. Now you know what larceny is. Larceny typically is going to be a felony if what you took is over $950. Okay. Usually in the felony territory, but it depends. Okay. It depends on the state. When it's under $950 and it's larceny, usually a misty. Okay. Usually a misdemeasy. Okay. Amazing. Burglary on the other fucking hand, spoiler alert, that shit, that shit's felonious. That shit is felonious. That shit is crazy with an, with an F. Okay. That is a fuck around and find out, but not, not in a good way. I'm not giving you recommendations. This isn't like a how to get away with fucking theft class. Absolutely not. No, but I'm telling you that if I were a criminal, hypothetically, ever infinity in my life or whatnot, okay, and I needed or wanted or had any desire to permanently deprive a person of their property, I would definitely most deffy um, do it in a way where I'm not entering someone's home about it or taking it off someone's person about it. You know what I'm saying? This isn't some recommendations, okay? I'm just saying these are facts. Like, like the sentence that you could get to be convicted of literally taking someone's laptop, like if it were in their backpack and they left it, like, right? Like, can you watch, like, whatever, like at an airport or something and you, like, took it, okay? And they weren't there. They were in the bathroom, whatever. And it wasn't, like, presence or person. It wasn't the presence or person. You took that shit, Okay. That's larceny. Like, damn, you took that shit. Okay, larceny. If what was in their backpack was like a bunch of bullshit, let's say it was like $949. That's not the hard line, but let's just say it is. Um, misdemeanor, right? Misdemeanor. Never more than a year max, okay, in, in custody. Even if there were like three max and a fucking, you know, Canon goddamn camera in there worth a lot of money. Uh, even if it were felony larceny, okay, Typically, in in most states, I'm just saying most because it's like I can't say all forever because one of y'all fucking Google the house down and then be like, um, there's one county in where that would be a but that would that would have a higher sentence than like kill me, okay? Basically, in most states, if not all states, larceny, even felony larceny, is still going to carry a lesser sentence typically than burglary. Period. Because burglary, period, is seen as felonious. It's not a wobbly thing. It's not a wobbler, okay? If it's like residential fucking burglary, that shit is not a wobbler, okay? The dwelling house, if you will. So theoretically, that means that even if you were charged with like felony larceny somewhere, maybe in that jurisdiction, felony larceny max is like two, three years in prison. If that, and that's max. And then, you know what I mean? Like they could have just been like, oh, we're letting you off, whatever, okay? Whatever. If you had stolen the same fucking backpack of Canon camera and bullshit laptop and whatever the fuck, okay, and instead of just taking it off the ground when someone left it there at the park, you simply open the, an unlocked dorm room, for example, in college. Oh, shit, this door's unlocked. And walked in and took someone, just took someone's laptop. No one was in there. And you left. Yeah. Burglary? That's a burgle. That's a dwelling home. Uh, potentially like 10 to 15 years. 10 to 20. Like, that shit can be crazy. The intent to commit a felony therein has to be intent that you have at the time that you enter. That is still pretty solid. That is still like pretty, pretty period common thing to require. Okay. If you walk into someone's home, in a jurisdiction where they require intent to commit a felony 
inside the house to happen like at entry, okay? If you walk inside someone's home with an appetizer and the Super Bowl on, and at the time you walked in, you were you were chilling with no felonies in mind, with no felonies afoot in your noggin. And then by halftime, you were like, I kind of feel like stabbing somebody right now. You didn't you didn't commit a burglary because you didn't have intent at the time that you entered. Okay. But in some jurisdictions, you don't have to have intent at the time of entry. You can flip a switch while you're already inside and be like, oop. It's felony time. And then you can be literally convicted of, like I said, right? Let's think of a felony. Okay. Um, arson. You light some shit on fire on purpose inside. Um, you can be convicted of burglary and arson, even if it's literally like your friend's house. You don't have to have unlawfully entered a home. Entry is just like the airspace. Do you know what I'm saying? You could burgle your friend's house that let you in. Like, it's not like a vampire situation where like you need permission. Okay, to like not commit a burglary, like you can have full permission. You can have permission to come in and fully commit a burg. You can commit a burg with or without. Okay, fun. Isn't it fun? Don't you see how this can be a clusterfuck? And the reason why it can be a clusterfuck, you guys, is because burglary is used as like an escalating crime. And this is where, like, you know, some slanderonious maybe thoughts might come through you about like prosecutors who make some of these decisions. Um, and some of them around our country aren't the best. Uh, yeah, they have a lot of discretion. They have the discretion to tack on as many like crimes as they think that they can make it through, right? Like have this person be convicted of. They can tack on the burglary because they know they can, even though the main crime that they're prosecuting you for is arson, just to make sure that that crime goes up. You want to know like a super fucking common tack on? Oh, I don't know. Larceny. Yeah, that's right. Because if you're taking property from literally anyone, okay, you can imagine that a lot of this taking, a lot of this taking involves like a like an entering someone's home element, okay? And entering someone's home can also be a garage, okay? Like connected ass building. Yeah, it's like garage, like that counts as the fucking home. Okay, if it's connected to the home. Now they're they have they have larceny and burglary. The two are not mutually exclusive. You can have both. And you can be convicted. And it could be 10 to 15 year difference in your fucking life and your vita based on whether or not these elements are satisfied, based on whether or not you open that window or not, or you were skinny. Or based upon whether or not you in some jurisdictions where they require it, use a force or threat. Or deception or coercion. Was Goldilocks a felon? Was Goldilocks a burglar? Did she burgle? What if the oatmeal that she was eating, the porridge, excuse me, what if the porridge she was chowing down on, right? The breakfast that she was absolutely consuming that was not hers. What if it was porridge that the Kardashian family eats, right? Just thousands of dollars. Like what if the the absolute cost of that porridge, the oats are just shipped in from some faraway land where it costs a diamond and a small child to to get the grain, get the quinoa, get the get the oats and roll them and put them into your porridge. What if that's a $1500 thing of oatmeal and she got to the little kids oatmeal and she was like this is just fucking right and she she inhaled it okay what is that you guys okay what is that does that sound like the permanent deprivation of someone's property by eating it do you think they're gonna get it back probably not mind you right you're probably thinking well reb wouldn't goldilocks have had to have the intent to to take that property at the time she entered the house in order for it, it to have been a burglary if it's going to be funny you're so correct you're so correct okay you're so correct she entered for sure she she walked into that fucking house okay i looked up the story again just to be sure she walked into that bitch okay little goldie little locks okay little locks there were no locks goldie unlocked she walked into that house okay unabashed white privileged she was like nothing's gonna happen to me and she walked in enter break done Entering and breaking, the B&E, the bacon and eggs, the breaking and entering, 
checked off satisfied for sure. Okay. Dwelling house. Is it a dwelling house? Absolutely. Okay. How many bears? One, two, three bears, three bears. There were beds. There were bears. There were windows. There was decor. I'm sure. Right. There was feng shui. There was motif. There was vibe. There was lighting. There was food. Intimate activities were taking place here. Absolutely. Dwelling house checked off. Okay. So all we need now, the only element that we have left for Miss Locks, Miss Unlocked, Miss Lock Her Away and Throw Away the Key, is she had to have had the intent. Miss Goldie had to have had the intent to commit a felony inside the house at the time that she was entering the house. So let me give you this scenario. All right. Remember my little list of felonies, my fun list. What does it include? Larceny sometimes. Okay. Larceny can be a felony. Typically, if you steal over a $950 worth of shit, if you're taking property, okay, that's a little pricier than normal. It can be felonious for sure. It can be a felony. Okay. So if at the time she entered, she was at the entrance, okay, of that house, she looked at that porridge, she could see it through the, through the window. Okay. She's about to, she's about to go through and she clocked it. She's like, that shit looks pricey. That shit is expensive. That's a $1,500 oatmeal situation. Someone rich, there's gold flakes in it. Okay. The three bears are embezzling the three bezies, the three embezzling bears. Okay. They're on wall street. They're loaded. It's a fucking pricey ass bowl of oatmeal. And she's like, I'm taking that shit. I have the intent I intend to take. I intend to permanently deprive them of that fucking, of that fucking oatmeal, of that porridge, of that situation. And then she enters and then she eats that shit. Okay. Uh, and permanently deprives them of that porridge. Duh. Because it's not coming back up. Um, yeah, that is a burglary. She burgled the three bears house. She didn't even have to take, she didn't have to steal shit. Technically what we think of, right? Grab the money and run. Oh no. She burgled. Throw her away. Goldie locked the door. Goldie unlocked, unleashed. Goldie is looking a little dull. Okay. She's, she's kind of a criminal. Hot girl summer. It's fine. Now let's travel from the three bears to Ohio. Little different, right? Change of scenery for sure. Not so much bears, more so tornadoes, more so twisters, more so corn, more so sticks, more so mud, more so like the Great Plains kind of shit. Okay. I lived in the Midwest. This is okay for me to mildly slander. Ohioans love you. Columbus, what a dream. What a fucking dream. After everything I just talked to you about and we just giggled about, we just learned, we just put in our noggins. This case is going to is going to make you go into a tizzy, and I'll tell you why. This case involved an Ohio statute, Ohio specific statute that defined burglary as basically right dwelling house for sure, okay, entering for sure, no breaking required, no breaking required, okay. But I already talked about that. Just an entry with the intent to commit a felony therein, okay, felony therein for sure, at the time of entrance. But they also added an element where they required that somebody be a little nefarious about it. Okay? And that's all I'm going to give away for now. Timothy Huff testified that on the afternoon of September 18th, 2020, he was landscaping at his home when he heard a car with a, quote, loud muffler. This apparently alerted him quote unquote, and he briefly went inside his house to retrieve his cell phone, as one does in a gated community when a noise occurs. When he came back outside, he made eye contact with the driver of the car. Huff watched as the driver drove past his house to a monastery up the road. Maybe it's not a gated community because you live right next to a monastery up the road. Maybe it is. Why are we worried about loud mufflers? Like there's a monastery involved. This sounds like another fairy tale. Do you know what I mean? Like a driver, a guy doing landscaping and a monk walk through the door. Like, is that what a monastery is? Look it up. I don't care. Donald Bertram is the driver of this car. Okay. 
Huff watched as Bertram drove past his house up to a monastery up the road. When Bertram reached the monastery with his car, he turned his car around, flipped a U, drove back down the road, and then parked the car on the road near the end of Huff's driveway. Huff testified that Bertram then exited his car after safely parking. I'm sure it was a parallel park job, right? I'm sure it was a perfect three-pointer. After he parked it calmly, safely, apparently a little noisily, but what are you going to do? Maybe it's a cheap car. Look in this economy. Um, Bertram then exited his car and started walking toward Huff's garage, which was, as I said, wide ass open. Huff told the jury that as Bertram approached the garage, Bertram was acting, quote, very cavalier and, quote, had no sense of urgency at all. He's vibing. He's living. He is not urgent. He is Cav, Cleveland Cavalier. Oh, yeah, I went there. Yep. Thank you. I I expect y'all to laugh. Please, God. Huff watched as Bertram strolled into the garage, into Huff's garage. Huff watched him do this. Huff is standing there in his yard, stares at Bertram, who's looking cavalier, no urgent, not urgent at all, walks into his garage with a smile on his face, quote unquote. I'm assuming it's like a chill smile. I'm assuming he's just like a, like a, like a, eh. you know what I mean? Like, I hope it's not like a fucking like really creepy smile. I think it's probably a chill smile. Okay. It's, he sounds like a chill cavalier guy. All right. He sounds like a vibe. Um, yeah. Huff literally testified to this. Like, this isn't like a joke, a joke, a rogue. Like this is him literally going, yeah, this is what happened. Imagine being the jury. I'd be like, no words were said, no palabras, no words. There have been no words, like no motions, no words, no weapons, nothing. You're probably thinking, what's the punchline? Like one something. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Huff watched as Bertram strolled into the garage with a smile on his face. Based on Bertram's smile and cavalier attitude during the encounter, Huff did not initially believe that Bertram was intending to steal from him. What small towns are y'all living in where someone, a stranger, a dead, complete, absolute stranger with a loud muffler can perfectly parallel park your car, their car, where apparently the culture that this man is allegedly testifying to, to his peers, to a jury of his peers is, oh my God, you guys. Okay. So basically, you know how we like live in a small fucking town. Okay. Well, like a strange man. Okay. Uh, yeah, took his loud car, drove it down my street, parallel parked it perfectly, calmly parked it, got out of the car, walked into my open garage as I stared at him and watched him from the yard as he smiled and stared back at me. I didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. Um, yeah, but like what, like, why would I have done a single thing about that? Why would I have a, like, what am I going to do about it? Like, I'm not victim blaming, like I'm not victim blaming, but like babes, like, why like not even like a what's up not even a can i help you not even a oh my god hey like not even a oh my god paul from third grade like throw him off guard throw him off balance you know what i mean he didn't even like make a move to go near him or like follow him like our boy huff was literally huffing and puffing nowhere he the three pigs okay were absolutely taking his fucking house down and he was just Standing there like not a huff in sight. He testified to the jury of his peers that, yo, I, what? Like, this is normal. We're in a small town, you guys. Like, it's just like a vibe like that. Huff testified that once, once Bertram entered the garage, he picked up a leaf blower worth around $500 and then walked back to his car. Again, calmly, cavalierly, with a smile on his face, with no sense of urgency. He literally walked into his fucking garage after parallel parking his shit with full face out with the fucking nerve on this guy, which I want very badly in this life. Literally stared directly in the eyes of the homeowner standing on the the lawn, picked up the $500 leaf blower and just just took a U-turn, walked out, walked to his car, put it in his car and left. Like, I understand that there are no victimless crimes, allegedly. 
but I'm thinking that this might be one of them because it might fall under the, the FAFO jurisdiction for sure. What I like to call the fuck around and find out organization. Okay. Support our troops. Um, where sometimes, right. Someone else may, may be fucking around and you're going to find out if you don't do anything about the fuck around. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe someone's going to fuck around in such a way that's, that ends up being kind of, kind of a serve so that you're finding out. You know what I mean? Cause this is cunty as hell to me. You can't tell me that this is camp. Like you can't tell me that this is such a moment. I want to know what he was wearing. Like he, there was no, like, look, appearances matter when it comes to crimes for sure. You know what I mean? Like someone acting sketchy, someone, you know what I mean? Like he had a fucking ski mask on, like for sure. He had no weapon, no, on him, visible anything. He had nothing weird about him. I'm not, I'm not condoning. I'm not condoning taking property away from someone in this way. Timothy Huff testified that he didn't say a word or do anything until until Bertram was like literally at his fucking car with his fucking $500 leaf blower. At that point, he allegedly told him, quote, stop, put it down. I'm assuming in that tone and voice. Um, instead, Bertram placed the leaf blower into the passenger side of his car. That statement alone too, you guys, placed it into his passenger. Like he literally, I'm imagining him literally walking the long way to his passenger door putting it gently and safely and buckled in to the passenger seat, closing the door, walking all the way back in his front driver's seat. Like, I'm not saying you shouldn't get your leaf blower back, but like, I'm kind of saying that Bertram should maybe just get like a damn, like, how'd you do it? And then like, give it back. And then he gives it back. And then it's like a fucking, like, you know what I mean? Like, just shake hands and make up because what the fuck is this? Like, what the fuck is this? And not only that, you're probably thinking, oh, okay, well, he probably sped away. Bertram's fucking car did not start immediately. He had a shitty, again, loud fucking muffler that tracks. Okay. We have a shitty car. We have a shitty fucking Honda from 2003. Okay. In 2020, in the year of our Lord 2020, his car didn't start right away. He stole your fucking leaf blower by walking into your shit that was open, taking it, smiling. Tristar's car doesn't start, doesn't start. It finally, after a few minutes, starts. And then he, calmly drives away going the speed limit going the speed limit um yeah that is the start and end of this scene start and end at trial for for donald bertram's burglary charge okay in the state of ohio bertram moved for acquittal okay because the jury ended up convicting him of burglary under the statute. Why, you ask? Um, well, the statute says that burglary is a second-degree felony, okay? And, right, our discussion felonies are kind of a big deal, a bit of a moment, a bit of a big situation, a bit of a, a doozy, right? A bit of a deuce. After his conviction... The judge sentenced Bertram to eight to 12 years of prison for this burglary, okay? For this burgle, which doesn't really sound like, like a typical burgle, right? Does it seem fair? I don't know. On appeal, of course, because Bertram's lawyers, um, you know, listened to this episode of this podcast um, in the future, and then they time traveled back. They were like, we should definitely appeal this. So they appealed. Okay. They appealed it. And they argued that there was insufficient evidence to support Bertram's burglary conviction because the state had failed to do one very important thing. Okay. Which is, oh, I don't know, read the fucking statute for burglary in that state. Okay. The prosecution was very much living in the 1800s. Okay. In, in, in the dwelling house, nighttime, see the face of your intruder era vibe. Okay. They were thinking, well, there was an entrance. Okay. The breakings, whatever. It's not really a requirement anyway. There was an entrance for sure. He broke the plane. He broke the airspace. Um, 
And 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 we we believe we do we do indeed declare and believe and think that we proved by circumstantial evidence that uh he for Shizzy for sure uh intended to commit a felony therein that felony being larceny okay larceny and um I guess like grand larceny right the upper level larceny uh in Ohio I know I mentioned that the um, leaf blower was five hundred dollars apparently that's the threshold. Okay, it's not a $950 threshold. It's like a 500 daily threshold for like between felony and not. Okay, so look, check your laws before you pack your paws. What a slogan, what a phrase. Goddamn, goddamn. So, um, yeah, the prosecution was confident. Okay, they told the jury, look, convict this, convict his ass. Okay, this is a burgle. This is a burglary. And they were like, I mean, I guess. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, But then Bertram's attorneys said, hold up. Wait a minute. Put a little read the goddamn law in it. Okay. Ohio's burglary statute has an extra element of surprise of requirement that the prosecution didn't, I guess, consider. Or maybe they did consider and just thought that they killed it when in reality they flopped. Okay. That extra element is that the state is required to prove that Bertram used, quote, force, stealth, or deception to enter Huff's open garage. Okay? Though one of those three things, force, stealth, deception, are required under Ohio's burglary statute that applied here. Okay? As, as, Late as May 2023, when this opinion was released, okay, all of all of these situations, this sitch, this this leaf blower gate, okay, this calm, cool, collected. I'm gonna snatch that. Start my shitty Honda Civic. It's not gonna start right. You're gonna stare at me, and I'm gonna go with a smile on my face, nonchalant, no chalant. Okay, happening. Um, this happened in 2020, and this appeal. May 2023. That's when this opinion was was handed down. All right. Pretty recent. Very, very recent. Some some bad vibe. You need to have vile vibe. You need to have rancid vibe. You cannot look nonchalant. You cannot look cavalier, for lack of a better phrase. You are you cannot look Cleveland Cavalier. Okay. They had too many of those. They were like, you guys, enough. Okay. We can't have this many felons in our state who will be able to vote then. <laughs> yeah. Felons can't vote. If you didn't know that, Google it. I know. Sucks, right? That's why these distinctions matter. Because you get a lot of shit taken away from you as a citizen of this country if you're a felon. And imagine being a fucking felon because you were one of the three little piggies who decided to have a fucking crazy day and you decided to fuck around and then you actually never found out. And it was kind of a vibe. And you probably gave the leaf blower back, but like you walked away without a vote, without the ability to do a lot of shit. That would suck. I'm not a felon, but like if I were, that would suck. I would want to be a felon for something more um, of a better story. You know what I mean? Like, what'd you do? Oh, I walked through an open garage and like took a shitty leaf blower. Like, it's like, dude, I would have loaned you the money. Like, why not just shoplift from Home Depot? Like, that's the fuck of it all. The fuck of it all is honest to God, like honest to Jesus. If I guarantee, I guarantee, and one of y'all need to look this up. I guarantee that if he would have just shoplift easied, if he would have just snatched, if he would have just borrowed illegally a fucking brand new out the box leaf blower from Home Depot, from any establishment that sells things that blow leaves, um, I guarantee caught right red handed, whatever. Like I guarantee it wouldn't have been an eight to twelve year. It would not have carried with it that. It wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been a burgle necessarily, right? Like it wouldn't have been a guaranteed, oh fuck. That's why you need to think. Okay. I remember the beginning of our episode when I was like, this is not how to get away with burgling. This is simply think twice. Okay. And then think a third time. And then throw in a fourth for good measure. But then once you're in process, right? Once you're doing it, once you're in process. Look around. Take stock, as I say. Okay? Take stock of the locale. Take stock, drop a pin. 
Think, am I in a dwelling home? Could intimate activities occur here regularly? Sleeping, for example. Gallivanting. Cooking. Living. In a room where people dwell. If that is the case, maybe take it outside. Maybe take it to the yard. Maybe take it to the street. Maybe take it to like public, a public trans area, right? If you're going to do some nefarious shit. Because goddamn, eight to 12 years is, uh, is between you and an open fucking garage, an airspace. Thank you. The court of appeals, okay? The court of fucking appeals rejected Bertram's argument that he didn't use for stealth or deception, okay, on appeal. They said, um, no. Huff's testimony showed that Bertram's, quote, attitude and demeanor had deceived Huff into believing that Bertram was not intending to trespass into the garage and steal the leaf blower. Additionally, the court opined, meaning their fucking opinion, meaning they believed, meaning this is their fucking conclusion. That spoiler alert, the Supreme Court was like, what the fuck about? Okay, the Supreme Court said nah. So think about that. Two bitches got it wrong. The trial court and the Court of Appeal and the Supreme Court said, this is why I'm the Supreme Crunchwrap of the moment, of the vibe. The Court of Appeals said that Bertram's, quote, conduct could be construed as sly behavior in an attempt to avoid the impression that he intended to steal the leaf blower, unquote. Thus, the Court of Appeals held that the state had presented sufficient evidence to establish that Bertram, quote, trespassed by stealth or deception. You guys heard the testimony, putting on a smile, not acting like a fucking weirdo. Sly as hell. Damn. That guy was slick. This, that's why this is so camp. Imagine acting so calm, cool, collected that it flips a U-turn on you and that's now classified as fucking deceptive sly. Like, that's why it's camp to me. That's why it's so, like, cunty. It's not because I'm like, yay, steal shit. This is because it's literally like, damn, too normal. We're scared of you. Like, so next time, I don't know, like, look, look, listen, if, if, if my rebuttal on this is literally going to be, hey, think about doing your crimes with a smile and a cool and a good, cool, cooperative attitude and also drive a shitty car and have it not start four times like that is such a moment. We'll see. So. All right. The Court of Appeals concluded held that the state had presented sufficient evidence to establish that Bertram, quote, trespassed by stealth or deception. So they upheld his conviction and his 8 to 12-year prison sentence. Hmm. Let's see. The Supreme Court accepted Bertram's appeal up again, okay? You got another shot, got another step, got another ladder. They accepted it. They were like, give me, give me this immediately because really, right, really? And they started their opinion by quoting the exact sentence from the Ohio burglary statute that he was convicted under, which says, quote, to prove trespass by stealth or deception in a burglary case, the state must show that the trespasser actively avoided discovery or used deceptive conduct to gain entrance to the structure. No offense to our victim, okay? No victimless crimes. But but our boy Bertram, our boy Donald, okay, Donald was not ducking. I genuinely believe that he is in some way, shape, or form part of, or maybe a former member of the fuck around and find out committee, right? My fafos, my fafos, my faf friends, because this is a level of I don't give a fuckery that I truly admire, right? Like president and CEO of ID Gaffistan, like foreign ambassador at the very least, okay? Actively avoiding discovery, you mean having to jump your battery in the middle of a, of a situation? The Supreme Court, okay, 
um, had had a rebuttal, a rebmazel pulse. They were like, you know what? I also love the Fafos, and we think we should throw them a bone. So this is going to be one of our rare defendant Ws. Hopefully not rare, okay? Hopefully not. A defendant win. A prosecutor L. All right? Because 8 to 12 years, the Supreme Court concluded, quote, neither the state nor the Court of Appeals has suggested that Bertram trespassed by force and we find no evidence that he did so. Bertram contends that, quote, although the record shows that he trespassed on Huff's property with the purpose to commit a criminal offense, apparently he conceded that, okay, apparently that was out, out, there is no evidence that he accomplished the trespass by stealth or deception. The Supreme Court said, we agree that the state presented insufficient evidence to prove that Bertram trespassed by stealth or deception. Thank you. Finally, a no shit. Finally, a period. Finally, a high five. Okay? Deception, quote unquote, means knowingly deceiving another or causing another to be deceived by any false or misleading representation, by withholding information, by preventing another from acquiring information, or by any other conduct, act, or omission that creates, confirms, or or perpetuates a false impression in another, including a false impression as to law, value, state of mind, or other objective or subjective fact. Stealth is defined as, quote, intended not to attract attention or any secret, sly, or clandestine act to avoid discovery and to gain entrance into or to remain within a residence of another without permission. The state, the prosecution, asserts to the Supreme Court that Bertram's, quote, cavalier attitude and sly behavior were deceptive conduct intended to mask his intention to steal the leaf blower from Huff's garage and that the evidence satisfied the element of stealth or deception. But the Supreme Court said, "Mm, the prosecution's interpretation of these words is actually completely contrary to the the fucking plain definitions of them, actually. Um, Here, the evidence, quote, utterly failed to establish that during his trespass, Bertram engaged in any secret sly or clandestine conduct. Bertram did not act to avoid his discovery or to reduce the chance of his being noticed. Oh, on the contrary, he was out and about. He was locked and loaded. He was Goldie unlocked. He was Goldie locked in. Okay, but absolutely nice about it. Nor did Bertram deceive, mislead, lie to, or trick Huff into granting him entry into the garage. Correct. Huff simply decided not to huff and puff. The evidence presented at trial reveals that the loud muffler on Bertram's car alerted Huff to the car as Bertram drove past Huff's house, which is important for like the stealth part, right? Like what is stealth about? A fucking blue, a fucking loud ass muffler, not intentional, not souped up. Okay, fucking Mazda from 2003 driving down the road. Like, what is stealth about loud muffler? Maybe, maybe the getaway car should have been a bike if you were trying to go for stealth. Like, literally, like, maybe, maybe, literally, my rebuttal is going to be choose the loud fucking shitty car. Like, no stealth, no stealth. Basically, no stealth. Okay, the court was like, that shit wasn't stealthy as fuck. Huff heard y'all, Huff heard your ass, not stealth. In fact, the two made eye contact and Huff watched as Bertram drove up the road. Huff became suspicious and went inside to get his cell phone. Bertram did not try to conceal his car or wait until Huff went away before entering the garage. Nope. Parallel parked that bitch. Yep. Stared at him while he did lawn work and was like, period. Walked right in. Instead, Bertram parked the car close to Huff's driveway and in Huff's plain view. According to Huff, Bertram acted cavalier, had no sense of urgency as he moved toward the garage with a smile on his face. In the full view of Huff and without saying a word, Bertram walked toward the open garage in broad daylight, entered it, and then grabbed Huff's property and left with it. Quote, unquote. After examining this evidence in the light most favorable to the prosecution, because, oh yeah, after a conviction, that's the standard to get it overturned, light most favorable to the cops. Quote, no rational trier of fact 
could have found the essential elements of the burglary offense beyond a reasonable doubt. So basically saying to the jury, you ain't shit, you're trash, not rational, what in the fuck? Okay? Bertram did not commit burglary under Ohio law because he did not gain access to Huff's garage by force, stealth, or deception. Period. Conclusion. Shut the door. Ended. That is the holding. Per. Perito. Okay? So, burglary conviction out. But, 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 okay? Quote, unquote. This does not mean that Bertram is not guilty of a crime in this case. Bertram conceded that the evidence of his conduct sufficiently proved the offenses of criminal trespass and misdemeanor theft. Supreme Court has held in Ohio and also in most other places when there is insufficient evidence to sustain a conviction for one crime, but sufficient evidence to sustain a lesser included offense of that crime, it is appropriate to modify the verdict accordingly without ordering a new trial. Okay, saving money, saving cash, even though, again, this, this, this right massive issue, massive deal over a dumb fucking leaf blower that was worth $500 where, um, you know, it, there may or may not have been no victims or injuries involved. Uh, yeah, three years, long litigation, a full trial, taxpayer dollars over Huff, Huff, V-Puff, Sleep Blower. I wonder if he got it back. I'd love to know. If he didn't, then like bummer, but like also cut our losses. The Supreme Court ordered that the trial court on remand enter a judgment of conviction against Bertram for misdemeanor criminal trespass under the Ohio Code section for that misdemeanor crime. Therefore, Bertram won on appeal. Okay, he won. He won big. Why? Because what did I tell you about misdemeanor criminal trespasses? Okay. Misdemeanors cannot carry, cannot have the potential for carrying more than a year. More than one year sentence. Okay. And mind you, right? Like obviously Bertram's conviction could, or, or sentencing could be impacted by prior convictions, crimes, whatever. Maybe if he, he broke probation, whatever, violated probation, Da, 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 okay, could happen, different states, different strokes, different folks. Um, but what I'm telling you and what the final rebuttal is going to be for this episode is that money matters, prices of things matter when it comes to committing crimes, right? Check your laws before you fill your paws. This episode is not necessarily called how to get away with burglary, but it's close and you shouldn't do it. Thank you so much. This has been the rebuttal podcast. Thank you for joining. Watch on YouTube, watch my facials, watch my expressions, watch the graphics, high level work we have going on over here at Rev Incorporated. Be safe. Shut your garages. Look out for each other. Don't take other people's shit. Don't go into someone's dwelling house and commit felony tax evasion therein. Take care of each other. Love you.